0: Warning! Liberty Never Sleeps contains adult language and adult political themes. Liberals and little children should cover their ears. Now here's your host, Tom Purcell. Good morning and welcome to the Liberty Never Sleeps Patriot Podcast, most banned podcasts on social media. I'm your host, Tom Purcell. You can follow the show at our website at libertyneversleeps.com where you can find links to us on all the social media sites. The show is available to subscribe to also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite streaming device. Make sure to subscribe to our show on one of these services and hit the little bell button to get daily updates. For more shows and ad-free videos of the show, you can join our membership club. Details are at libertyneversleeps.com. Good morning. So I'm watching all the politicians visit Israel like they visited Ukraine. Mitt Romney, Mark Kelly, well, you know it—it's a photo op, right? Look, make make it look good. So I—I'm I, pro-Jewish. I'm not anti-Semitic. Mark Kelly's over there, Democrat. Meanwhile, the Democrats are selling Israel out all the time. The liberals on CNN are telling us that the Palestinians. Our poor Palestinians are the ones who are in trouble. We'll get into this today. But while they're visiting, Mitt Romney visited, uh, Mark Kelly visited. I don't know who else. There was a bunch of guys. They were all individual stories visiting. Every one of them were subject to rocket attacks. Mitt Romney had to take shelter. Mark Kelly had to go in an underground bunker during the attack. Do you remember when Mark Kelly was in Ukraine when... Uh, they're visiting Zelensky and some of these other politicians, same ones who visit Israel, were visiting Ukraine. Chris Christie hasn't gone to to Israel yet. It's only a matter of time. He's running for president, right? So he's got to be seen patting the back of of Netanyahu, that kind of thing. You notice the difference? When they're over there in Ukraine, everybody's glad-handing. They're out in the open. Anyone can take a shot at them. Missile could drop. No, no problems. Oh, we're going to sit there and talk in chairs and have a good time. You know, we're here to support you, that kind of thing. They're over in Israel. Holy shit, we got to take cover. You notice the difference between a real war and a war that's already over? When there's a real war and they're really trying to kill the leadership, there's attacks while you're there. Because there's no way you can keep it secret. Because they arrive like in 15 in 15 C-140s and, 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 and limousines, armored limousines. Yeah, there's no missing when Mitt Romney or Lindsey Graham or any of these yahoos decide to go and visit. There's no missing them, right? Everybody knows they're there. They always said with Zelensky, they're meeting in a secret location. Bullshit. They know exactly where they are. They're not really trying to kill Zelensky. They're not really trying to invade and conquer Ukraine. They got what they want. They took. I told you, this war is over. It was over in the first 30 days. They got what they wanted. Anything else was like, well, we'll we tried to get Ukraine's leadership. We tried to put, put a bunch of mobile carriers down into Kiev, but that failed. That was poorly planned and poorly executed. But we got what we wanted. We got all the cities that where they were Russian-speaking. We annihilated our opposition. We blew up their buildings where they could hide out. It's over. It's over in Ukraine. It was over in like... A month or two. Hamas and the Palestinians are involved in an active war. They're trying to kill Netanyahu. They're trying to kill Israelis. They're shooting off rockets. They're shooting off missiles. There's bombs going off tanks. That's a real war. I've, t- I've said this since the beginning with Ukraine. There's all kinds of bogus videos. There's all kinds of of uh, false narratives with what was going on in Ukraine there was no way Ukraine was going to win there was no way they were going to put up any real kind of resistance I don't care what weapons the United States has and gives them they cannot win a little different in Israel Israel knows how to fight Israel has been getting military aid we have a mutual agreement with Israel we have a joint defense we're allies we're not just doing trade with the Israel we're allies it's direct democracy okay We've signed treaties. There's a bilateral agreement. We give them eight million dollars, eight billion dollars, in military equipment every year, but it's contracted. We have contracts for the F. We did the F-16. Now the F-22. They pay us. We we train their pilots. They come here. They they fly on our planes and they learn how to use them. That's a little different than Ukraine, where we just write a blank check, right? The Israelis know how to fight. Know how to defend themselves are prepared for it, are trained for it. They have a standing military. They have reservists. That's a real war. Ukraine is, we, we give a bunch of civilians rifles and then complain when the civilians turn up dead in a grave. That's not a real war, okay? What's going on in Palestine is leadership has to constantly be on the lookout for snipers, killers, rockets, bombs, air attacks, drone attacks. Ukraine is like, oh, there's some fighting going on in the Eastern Front and you know, the cities. Are, we just keep handing civilians, which is a violation of the Geneva Convention, by the way. Handing untrained civilians automatic guns and say, go kill Russians. And the Russians are just standing there shooting back, sending their tanks down the road to get blown up with our, because those anti-tank missiles that we sent them. That's, that's the difference. The difference is one is a money laundering operation. One is people fighting for their survival. Israel is fighting for its survival. It was a complete sneak attack. The Palestinians came in, shot women and children, flew in in these paragliders so it wouldn't be detected. That that's a, a real situation. That's a dangerous situation. That's not something where American congressmen should be just going. They think it's like Ukraine. Oh, we'll go in, we'll visit with with Netanyahu, we'll shake a few hands, make some agreements. We'll do. We'll rub his back. He'll rub his arm. No that's that's different and they're they're quickly finding that out it's a different situation entirely you've got one nation fighting it's for for survival ukraine is fighting a police action and using it as a money laundering operation why do you think that the russians haven't moved west into the lowlands of ukraine there's nothing there it's just wheat fields they took a lot of heat when they started to and the food supply got uh disturbed They go well we don't want an open war Right, we don't want a situation where we're actually fi- have to fight for our survival, and the rest of the world invades. No, we'll just we'll you know deal with the Ukrainians. We've seized the cities. We've seen the oil fields. We've seized all the highlands. We could take whatever they want. I mean, Russia's got ten times the firepower that Ukraine has. A little different in Israel. Israel, they're, they're pretty equally matched because the Russians, the Iranians, they all wanted another front to take pressure off Ukraine, so they provoked the Palestinians into goaded them into this action against Israel. And we wanted to make it so particularly heinous that Israel would overreact and potentially invade in Gaza. And then the Iranians would have an excuse to get in there too. What did I tell you? In the last 48 hours, Iran says, you invade Gaza, we'll get involved. If I was the United States, I go, I got two carrier groups. I got a button and my button works. Not like yours, which may or may not work. That's what they need to be told. Did you see Biden say anything like that? When Trump, had to deal with the North Koreans. When Trump had to deal with the North Koreans, North Koreans was, "Well, we'll set off a nuclear weapon. We'll get involved." Remember, he was saying the Kim Jong Fat kid was saying this. And what did he? What did he do? He called up North Korea and says, "Yeah, well, I've got a button too, and my button works." Well, that's what the Hamas and the Palestinians need to be told. It's like, "Well, we've got firepower too, and our firepower actually works. I got two aircraft carrier groups." Can level your nation in the, in a matter of hours i and they could be used i got a button right here on my desk Poop. all i gotta do is pick up a phone tell those two captains of those two carriers go to town anything that moves walks breathes crawls on the earth flatten it there's a lot of firepower in the mediterranean two area two aircraft aer- aer- groups can can level a third world nation certainly level gaza so you know don't don't does it doesn't you how first of all how are you going to get anybody in there in Iran you think you're just gonna march across the Syrian border and the United States is just gonna stand there no or the Israelis no so that they're blowing a lot of hot wind that's why they need to be told that no you're not going to do this you're not going to get involved you're going to let the Israelis defend their land you're going to let Hamas die because you have to you started this war you provided the Palestinians with weapons a game plan you provoked them you told them the Jews were going to kill you so don't tell, me, don't tell me, you're just a bunch of hot wind. There's no way the Iran can stand up to the United States if the United States is allowed to unleash its full firepower in a country. No way. Unless they got a nuke. That's why they're building it. This is why I suspect they have one. Because they got to know that. Iran's not North Korea. Iran is a little bit more intelligent. The mullahs are not completely stupid. They know they could not stand up to the United States. They never provoke a real war. What they do is provoke and prod and hope you to get do something stupid. Then all their connections in the mass media blame you for the problem. That's what they're doing with Palestine. They're blaming they're blaming the Israelis for Palestinian casualties. Because the Palestinians have been supporting Hamas for years, giving them safe harbor, protecting them. I think they're going to do this again. And I'm going to tell you in the next segment, we're going to discuss this because this is the real problem. The real problem is not a conflagration in the Middle East, all right? The real problem is the propaganda and the miseducation of Americans that's going on. Let's talk about it. Well, let's take a brief break and I'll explain to you what is going on now. I'm not going to do what other people do, do better than me. Mark Levin did a whole thing on the the Nazi connection, right? Glenn Beck does a whole thing on anti-Semitism. That's there. I'm going to explain to you why it's a threat to America. It's not just they want to kill us. They want to kill West Sicily, There's more to it than that. We'll be right back after this brief but important message. 1941, December 7th, we're attacked by the Japanese. Sneak attack. They decided we're going to take out the U.S. Navy because the United States has been cutting off the oil supply to Japan. We can't engage the Chinese and expand our empire without the oil and the United States Navy stands in its way. Because the navy would blockade navy would shut down the navy was the united states government was pressuring other countries not to sell oil to japan okay japan knew it couldn't beat the united states really? it. it's too powerful and the u.s navy was the key to it so they figured we'll attack their navy we'll blow up their ships we'll blow up their ability to fight back and then the united states will be neutered we can't invade Yamamoto's famously saying, "Well, there's a a gun behind every bush in America." Second Amendment prevented Japan from ever invading. By the way, the Second Amendment still prevents every other nation from invading the United States, by the way. It's not our military that protects us. It's the fact that we are all armed. They know there's no way. You can go through the street, there'll be a rock a, a, a rifle behind every rock. So they attack us, America declares Uh, officially gets declared war on by Japan. We didn't declare war in 1941. They declared war on us and we responded. Okay, want to go to the mattresses? Okay, you missed our carriers. And the war became a carrier war. But also on on shortly thereafter, two days after, because we had been supplying weapons to Churchill and the European allies, Germany declared war on us, believe it or not. And it was against the advice of, of the German Wehrmacht The German people, they didn't want a war with America. They knew that's not a good idea, and it became a World War II. But as a result, it allowed the United States to openly support England, France, and all this. And we sent troops over, and eventually resulted in D-Day. But what exactly happened with Germany? Germany was an anti-Semitic nation. Dislike the Jews was exterminating them in labor camps, as well as half of Eastern Europe. Romanians, gays, homosexual, everybody. Everybody that wasn't an Aryan ended up in a labor camp. They believe the same thing that Hamas does. Anti-Semitism. Israel can't go on. Nazis in the same fashion. Jews can't. We can't live in a world with Jews. Jews ruin everything. Jews ruin, ruin Germany. Jews were the responsible for all our problems after World War One. This is what Hamas is telling the Palestinian people. Same thing Hitler told the German people. Jews are the problem. If we get rid of the Jews, all of our problems will end. Hamas is being told the same thing by Iranian mullahs, by all the Islamic extremists. You know, the problem is Israel. They're occupiers. This is your land, even though the Jews have been here just as long. Now imagine that. The similarity is shocking. The Palestinians and the Germans are the same thing. They are an oppressed people. No question about it. The first country that the Nazis invaded was Germany. It's the same thing with Hamas. Hamas invaded the Palestinian people and the Palestinian country. They seized power. They're tyrants. Their bogus elections. They are an oppressed people. That doesn't mean we accept them as refugees. Okay. In the same manner, imagine if the situation was reversed. We're told, oh, all these terrible things are happening in Gaza. Buildings are falling down. All of these people are oppressed. We should evacuate the Palestinians. But let them come across the Egyptian border. Anyone is right Would we have said that to the German people during World War II? When the bombs started falling, when the American Air Force started leveling cities, which is what we did too in Germany to destroy ball bearing factories and munitions factories and all the things that are used to make war, which is exactly what the Israelis are doing. They're destroying Hamas strongholds, buildings that are used as communication centers. Weapons depots, rocket building facilities, they're all housing them in apartment buildings and schools and mosques, which is why they're getting blown up. Same thing, exactly the same thing. What would you have thought if the mainstream media in 1941 or 42 or 43 was saying to, to President Roosevelt, hey, listen, you're destroying the German people. German people don't want the Nazis. We need to accept... German refugees into America. Do you think that would have happened? No, because the American people know, hey, listen, they supported Nazism. They protected it. Germans are Nazis. Nazis are Germans. That's it. You go to war with them. Nobody gets in and nobody gets out. Nobody's allowed to travel to Germany and nobody travels from Germany to America in 1943. Except defectors, high level defectors. So why is it now, when Hamas attacks Israel in a sneak attack, why is it that when Israel responds militarily, the way we did, you blew up buildings, factories, munitions, depots, why is it that we have to accept Palestinian refugees? We didn't even accept Jewish refugees during World War II because the risk to America was too great. Why would you accept Palestinian refugees? They supported Hamas. They they, they actually elected him. Hitler was never elected, by the way. They actually elected these guys. Thought it was a good idea. Have been told for years that the Jews are the problem. Oh, we want out. Yeah, of course you want out. The buildings around you are being blown up. You're getting killed. Yeah, that's what happens in warfare. Okay? That's the repercussions of you supporting Hamas. You had to know that was going to happen. you going to war. No, we're going to flee. The leader of Hamas, believe it or not, doesn't even live in the Middle East. He's in Qatar or something. He's not in Israel. He's not in the Gaza Strip. He's not on the West Bank. He's not fighting with his people. He's sitting in a classroom in Qatar and the Qataris support it. Qataris are protecting him. Can you imagine if Adolf Hitler was fighting the war in World War II and says, well, I'm not going to be in Germany during the war. It's too dangerous. I'm going to sit in Morocco or Libya and, and conduct the war from there and the Libyans protect Adolf Hitler. Did you, would you think that that was, it's the same thing. So this is ridiculous that, oh, we need to provide humanitarian aid to the Palestinian people. No, we don't. Oh, the Palestinian people are victims too. No, they're not. They're part of the problem. They supported Hamas. They supplied Hamas. When Hamas was digging up the pipes in the streets to build rockets, did you stop them? And don't fucking tell me the Palestinian people aren't armed. There's people walking around with AK-47s on every street corner. They're one of the most armed peoples in the world. They could have easily gotten rid of Hamas. They support it because for years they've been told, oh, the Jews are the problem. And now you're going to accept potentially hundreds of thousands of people who believe that who supported Hamas you're going to accept them into your country and the mainstream media is perpetrating this myth they're supplying the enemy with comfort and aid by promoting this propaganda all oh, the Palestinian people are the victims oh they're blowing up homes and bridges and schools well that's where all the munitions are that's where all the bomb making factories are in the school church basement what do you think is going to happen they're lining up on, on CNN all these quote unquote innocent people meanwhile they, they're walking around in hijabs screaming about Jews they're partying in the streets when the attacks were happening no they're the problem too you can't allow them out I'm sorry They need to be told, you need to turn over your Hamas leaders. We tried to do that with the German people. We told the Germans, look, it's the Nazis we really want. We want Adolf Hitler. We want Goebbels. We want Goering. Throw them out. Kill them. Do what you got to do, and and we'll stop it. We told them that. We'll stop bombing. We'll stop. Turn those leaders over to the rest of the world. Stop invading your neighbors. They didn't do it. They saw us as the enemy. So did the Palestinian people. And you accept those refugees into the United States, you accept those refugees into Egypt or Israel or wherever they're going to go, you're going to perpetrate aid and comfort to these Hamas assassins, and you're going to provide a home for them eventually. Because those Palestinians will go back home once the war's over, and they'll do it again. They'll rebuild Hamas, maybe in another name, another ISIS name because they've been educated that they've been raised that they 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 believe in islamic extremism you don't provide food and comfort until you until you onto your enemies until the war is over once the war was over with nazi germany we rebuilt it we helped them we said okay they're all dead all the leaders are dead nazism is shunned by the rest of the world we showed films of the concentration camps to germany we actually marched american colonels We'd go into a town, and the town people around these concentration camps didn't believe what we were telling them. And we marched the German people into the concentration camps to show them and film it, because we knew the rest of the world would deny it. We knew the German townspeople didn't know, and the German townspeople were shocked. They'd go, oh, wow, we didn't know. Well, they said they didn't know. I believe them. We didn't know what was going on in these labor camps. We were told, our leadership told us the Jewish people were just working. We were putting them to work because they never worked in their life and they damaged Germany. They are the enemy. And we showed them, they're not the enemy. They're the targets. They're the propaganda tool. It's the same thing with the Jewish people. With the Israelis. They've been telling the Palestinian problem, the Israelis are the problem. Meanwhile, they're the ones shooting off rockets. Meanwhile, they're the ones who are attacking all the time, Israel. the jewish people are they're they're the problem they're the ones who this is they're they're the reason why you're living in these tin shack shanty towns because they're denying us food and water and humanitarian aid. but nobody ever says anything about the tens of billions of dollars the rest of the world gave them for hamas which is the legitimate elected leadership of palestine why why are why aren't why isn't hamas building water why isn't hamas building power plants Why isn't Hamas cleaning up the streets and building decent housing? That's what the money was for. Instead, they used it to buy weapons. You didn't say anything when they were digging anything up. You weren't saying anything when you were put to work building rockets. So don't come to me now and say, well, we're the victims. No, you're not. You're part of the problem. And until you understand what it means to attack Israelis in their homes, you're not going to get it. You're just going to flee to another country, and then you're going to go back and blame the Jews for the problems. And the mainstream media is telling you that. CNN, MSNBC, they're all doing the same thing. Oh, you poor Palestinian people, you're the victims of the Israelis, the Israeli occupation, all the kids at at these protests. Oh, they're the occupiers. Israelis have been in in Judea, in Palestine, in the Middle East, in that area of the world since time memorial. They've lived side by side with the Arabs and they've been fighting for 2,000 years side by side. It's not going to stop. So you don't want them coming in. You say, no, no, no humanitarian aid until the war is over until Hamas is completely dismantled and we show you, just as we did with the Nazis, we show you what they were doing, what they were building. We show you the footage, the horrors, the dead children, the dead women, the Palestinians with their paragliders landing at a wedding and shooting wedding guests from the sky. You're going to watch that you're going to see what was done and then maybe we'll allow you to come out of your country after you finish working with us to rebuild it properly where well, you have legitimate elections which are monitored that's what we did in, in the in nazi germany the same thing has to happen with palestine and hamas no you have to be utterly destroyed you have to be brought down you have to be shown What's been going on? A military governor is going to be appointed in Palestine, in the West Bank, in in Gaza. And you're going to be brought into the normal world so that you get it, so that this stops. That's the only way it'll stop. You allow refugees to go out. You provide food and comfort to them. It's going to continue. They're just going to go back and elect, as I said, more Nazis. Speaking of which, about protests here I want to talk about that because I I saw some comments on my Facebook page and it it got my head spinning about the rights of free speech about anti-semitism and whatnot let's talk about it next we'll be right back after a brief message So as, well, as you well know, we've been talking about this last couple shows. It's all over the news. Harvard students protesting pro-Palestinian, free Palestine, they're an oppressed people. Well, there's no, There are, but not in the way you think. They're oppressed because they're fed all kinds of nonsense from their own news media and their leaders telling them that the Jewish people are the problem. They're, they preach anti-Semitism on their news every night. And the problem is, is our young kids are being poisoned. Their minds are being poisoned by the very institutions that we're funding, Harvard and some other Ivy League schools. You The list is endless. We teach our kids that communism is okay. We teach our kids that anti-Semitism is okay. We teach our kids that innocent people, the Israelis, are the problem, much as they did in Nazi Germany. Adolf Hitler said the same thing. Jews are the problem. Jews are the reason why You live in these tingets. They tell Democrats, tell blacks and inner city minorities the same thing. All the reason that you're living in such miserable conditions is because Republicans are denying you entitlements. It's the same argument. That's what kids need to be taught. They really do. Democratic Party is oppressing you. Look at all of our cities, our urban centers. They look like Gaza. Shanties, poor running water, poor conditions, poor sewage, education, health, everything. Overwhelmed. The system is overwhelmed in urban centers. If you know, you know what I'm talking about. If you work in a hospital in a near city. But at the same time, as bad as these protests are, as much as it an indication of how failed our media and our education system actually is, which we are going to get into. As bad as it is, these people have a right to their opinion. People have a right to protest. I don't care what they believe in. Our laws and the way our constitution are set up, everyone has a right to be heard. Doesn't mean you have to listen to it. You can walk away. Doesn't mean they're right. Doesn't mean it's a problem. It is. But they have a right to say that. They have a right to do that. Even something as heinous as Nazism is protected free speech. I'll give you an example. It's a classic one. It's one taught in law schools, the Skokie, Illinois protest. A bunch of Nazis decided they wanted to have a rally in the middle of Skokie, Illinois, which is primarily a Jewish community. Of course, Skokie said, no, you can't can't have Nazis march in the middle of our park. That would be an offense to us. We're concentration camp survivors. This was in the 80s. You can't have that. When all these supreme Court supreme courts, sorry, even anti-Semitism, even preaching hate, which is what Nazism is, even that is protected free speech in America. And it's important because it's not the role or purview of government to determine who's right and who's wrong. It is for you, the American people to decide. And we have gone so far away from that original ideology. Now it's okay to censor anybody. Well, it's their company. Yeah, but they've got FBI agents and CIA agents sitting on the board and working side by side with the employees and telling the employees what's approved and what isn't. Yeah, it's still Twitter. Yeah, it's still Facebook. But those people are getting direction from government. It was exposed when Elon Musk came into Twitter and goes, oh my God, what's going on here? It's a First Amendment violation of the highest order. Has anybody gone to jail? No. Has anybody been arrested from government? No. Are there still employees With the fbi with government working at facebook and what's meta sure and google yes youtube absolutely it's still going on nobody's stopping it because no one in our government has the strength of will to order the federal marshals over to meta and arrest jeff zuckerberg for for violation of the first amendment no one has the stones to stand up to the fbi and says no you can't do that we're not going to fund it anymore the house should be doing this the house should be saying no more money for the fbi As long as you're going to violate the law. But people have a right to protest. And people have a right to argue it. Argue whatever side of... Whatever heinous argument you have. As a matter of fact... When you're talking about certain rights in our Constitution... It doesn't say citizens have a right to speak freely. Citizens have a right to a court hearing. No. It applies to anyone who resides in the United States, even an illegal alien. An illegal alien can stand up on a soapbox and say America sucks, legally. Now, can he be arrested for being an illegal alien? Yes. Well, no, not with this administration. They're not, they don't arrest anybody that's an illegal alien. They only arrest people like me. But they have a right to do it because the Constitution does not specify this is a citizen-only right. It does in some cases... But most of our constitutional rights, the Bill of Rights, which is limits on government power, limits government power against people, not against U.S. citizens, okay? I don't don't think a lot of people understand that, what the purpose and role of the Bill of Rights is. It's designed to limit government's power. It's not designed to tell you who has that power and who doesn't. That's a role that's reserved to the states. A state can decide whether it wants to provide education. A state can decide whether it wants to provide health care. But what happens is people view America the way they view any other country. And they think that America is the United States federal government and therefore the federal government could do anything. That's not really what it's meant or intended to be. The right of protest is very important because you don't know whether your government is legit or not. Rights of protest don't exist in Palestine. They didn't exist in Nazi Germany. You didn't have a right to stand up and say, Hitler is the problem. Otherwise, you get shipped off to a concentration camp. Same thing with Hamas and the Palestinians. They don't have a right to stand up and go, Hamas is the problem. Anti-Semitism is the problem. And so as a result, the people never hear the other side of the coin. Here in America, you hear both sides of the argument. You hear the Palestinian side of the argument, you hear the Israeli part, and that's a good thing because you never really know who's right and who's wrong, do you? Especially in this day and age of artificial intelligence, bogus videos, bogus audio tapes. AI is doing incredible things with audio and video. You would swear it, it's, it's Donald Trump trying to sell McDonald's burgers. It's a, it's a completely false thing. But people need to hear every side of the story. And people do need, and I always say this. I have always said this. People need to hear the Palestinian side of the argument. Do you know why? Because it's such a terrible argument. Listen to the kids talk about freeing Palestine, about Hamas, about the Palestinian people. What you do is you do exactly what I see some conservative podcasters and news stations doing. Confront them. Okay, you say that the Israelis are guilty of war crimes. What specifically are they guilty of? What about this? What about the fact that Palestinians flew in on paragliders and were shooting weapons into a crowd? Well, what's your defense in that? That's defensible? You're saying that, well, because they're occupiers. Okay, let's say they are. That gives them right to murder people, innocents. They're not attacking in uniforms, in the Palestinian army uniform. They're attacking in non-uniformed ways. They're attacking innocent civilians. They're not attacking a military base. They're not trying to gain territory. They're just slaughtering people randomly. That's your justification. See, that's what you do. When both sides have an argument, you present them in a forum, you debate it, and then we can see the American people can decide who's right and who's wrong. I'm all for letting the Palestinians... Talk freely in the streets of New York because you know why? Because when you analyze the argument, you realize it's so fucking ridiculous. You recognize that the argument is basically anti-Semitism. They don't like Jewish people because they're Jewish, not because of anything they did or didn't do. That's why the right of protest and the right of freedom of speech, even when the opinions are heinous, is so important. Because when you hear both sides, most reasonable people, I'm not talking about the hardline, blue hair, screaming movies, they're always going to believe what they believe. The ones who are actually doing the protesting. When an ordinary citizen hears both sides of the argument, you realize who's right and who's wrong. You realize what's really going on when you analyze the facts. It's pretty easy to understand what's really going on if you're, if you're honest about it. It's like the discussion, for instance, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. There are people that believe that we never went to the moon. Okay, that's, I don't, I don't get mad, I don't block those people from my Facebook page. Like, I always just simply state a fact and let them say whatever they're going to say. And then we walk away. We walk, you know, say, okay, if you believe that, you believe it, go ahead. Because there, there are some people who will not believe the government no matter what it says. And I can understand that opinion. But when somebody says to me, we've never been to the moon, I go, Well, it's easy to test. It's easy to see. Telescopes, for instance, telescopes are now so powerful. The ordinary average citizen can buy a telescope on Amazon. A good one. I'm not talking about a cheap one. I'm talking about a thousand dollar telescope. And you can see the moon landing sites on the moon. You could you could see the, the landing craft, the tracks of the vehicles. You it's now possible to see it. the optics are so good on some of these modern computerized. Uh, telescopes you can see it it's like just look through a telescope why you could fake that and it's okay here's another way i used to do this experiment because they used to do this as a routine experiment for in astronomy if you took an, a basic astronomy course they set up a laser when the moon astronauts the apollo astronauts were on the moon they put these mirrored computer devices on the moon if you shoot a, a laser beam at this location and they're marked coordinates you shoot a laser beam at, at the coordinates, you'll get a reflection back on Earth. And it's a little bit problematic now because the years of moon dust have built up on them and you, and you got to do it with a more powerful laser than you could do it years ago. But you could prove that we were there. The response, it's a, a device, very simple device, a laser device. Bing, bang. And you get it back in exactly the, the same amount of time that they've told you the distance of the moon. You could prove the distance and you could prove a human being was there because there's no way you can get a reflection without these radio devices being up there. That's facts. And then they still refute it. And I go, okay, fine. We'll walk the other way. But that's what you do. And then a reasonable person who reads this understands we were there. This is the important thing about freedom of speech, that people can freely discuss the ideas. Let's discuss Hamas. Let's discuss what they were doing with the money that we sent them. Let's discuss the fact that for years, leadership at Hamas, which is even further more extreme than the plo ever was the plo actually disavowed itself of Hamas because it was so bad let's examine where the money went let's take a look at the audit of the palestinian books of the 75 million that biden sent them to build a nation where did that money go let's examine the facts let's let's look at the historical record of who lived where and when let's look at the legal documents provided by israel on their establishment of their of their nation which they fought to create let's talk about these things let's not just scream let's just not yell who's right and who's wrong let's examine the facts so i i'm all for letting people protest go ahead do do what you got to do do what you got to believe say what you want to do and i'll say what i want and we'll let the people decide we'll let the ballot box decide When you examine the facts, you realize how bad Hamas is. You recognize what the problem is. The problem is we created two states, the Palestinian state, which they wanted, they said, would bring peace to the Middle East. And then they used it as a launching point for attacks over the years. Every dollar that's been sent has not been used to rebuild Gaza, has not been used to rebuild Gaza City, or the Palestinian nation has been used to buy weapons and foment rebellion and trouble in the Middle East. When you examine the facts, it's over, as far as I'm concerned, the argument. I don't want to hear anymore. And I will not accept on my Facebook page anti-Semitism. Period. If you want to say, well, I think that the Palestinians are right because they have this land and this charter, okay, that's that's a discussion. But if you just want to say that I'm a Jew lover or whatever. And that the Jews are a problem because of what they are. You're going to get banned. That I won't accept. I won't accept anything that breaks the law. And that's the way it should be. You can't promote violence. You can't promote hate. You can promote racism if you want. You can say, no, I think these are this and that. That's okay. You're going to get shot down by everybody. And it's a fine line. Our Supreme Court has said you can promote the ideas of Nazism. You can promote the ideas uh, of America needs to change or you can promote communism. What you can't do is say this is how you do it. Here's some guns. Go get them. That's, That's the line in the sand. That's the law. That's the way our constitution was set up. And it's a good thing. Speaking of which, on education and kids let's talk about education in california because this is another hot topic that's come up california has now said if you're an illegal alien you get an education in california even a college one we'll be right back I've said this many times before, and I'm going to say it again because it's becoming an important issue in our society. Illegal alien, illegal traffic of human beings into a country, illegal aliens. It's okay as long as it's illegal. No, yeah, no, really. If somebody climbs over a fence and is basically given 50 bucks to pick some lettuce, that, that's not hurtful to you or me. It may be to him or her. But it's not hurtful it doesn't take it's a job that nobody here is going to take that argument that democrats present is a legitimate one the problem is when you make illegal activity illegal aliens legal and you do it in a variety of ways you say they can be legally hired I can't be You've got to produce a false social security number except now states are issuing all kinds of ways for you to be an illegal alien legally in an, in california You can get work you can go to a bank and open an account did you know that you don't need a social security number to do these things you can go to bank of america open an account you're an illegal alien you say i'm just a resident and they'll give you a back that's making it legal you can you can buy real estate in california some states i think have laws but i know california you can you can go in go to a mortgage lender who does business with illegal aliens it's legal and you can buy it. you don't need a social security number you don't need any kind of proof of residency or birth certificate or anything like that to get a home loan in california it's ridiculous so they can buy a home well it's only right they're human beings whoa wait a second there's nothing in our constitutional charter that says the government provides uh, can provide a home for you or a loan for you it makes it easy for you to come to the united states well i can get a home Well, I can get a bank account. I can get work legally. I could be hired legally. Now they're saying that illegal aliens will get in-state tuition, which also means in-state subsidies of that tuition. You can get a a student loan in California to go to to school and education. We're educating people who have already broken the law. We're educating people who naturally believe that America is the problem. If you are an illegal immigrant from Haiti or Venezuela or some of these other nations which think that the United States is the problem and you educate them, you know what they're going to do with that education? They're going to foment rebellion and revolt here in the United States. They're not going to become American citizens. They're going to become an enemy nation that's living within your borders. That's why it's wrong. And Milton Friedman gives a great lecture on it. And says essentially the same thing. When you make illegal alien activity, two things happen. It encourages illegal trafficking of human beings into the United States. Because they know, well, I can go there and I can make a life that's better than I have in Guatemala, Central America, Haiti, Venezuela, wherever. But I don't have to worry about all the downsides of citizenship. I don't have to serve in the military. I don't have to pay taxes. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I don't have to be a responsible neighbor. All these things are part of citizenship. Citizenship is give and take. Citizenship is an exchange. It's a social contract between the rest of the country and yourself. You agree to certain responsibilities. You agree to things like jury duty, paying your taxes, contributing in some way to your community's betterment. The social obedience of laws and order, legislation, voting. all Voting is a responsibility. It's not a privilege. You have a responsibility to vote. So that you have leaders that think like you do. When people, the worst people in the world are the people who don't vote and still bitch about what's going on. Well, I didn't, I didn't vote because their voting things are fucking rigged. Really? If they're rigged, why do you think they spend so much money on them? They're not rigged they're slanted they make laws that it put a certain political ideologies at an advantage but it's not legal i keep telling people that the reason that the election the election was stolen in 2020 but it was done through legal means i mean when you can just take a bag of votes and stick it in a mailbox uh, basically an x mark on a ballot and it's legal that election is stolen but it's legal this is why illegal aliens are a problem, because now they can own, operate, and do everything that you can, but they don't have any of the responsibilities of citizenship. That's a problem, because it leads to problems like stolen elections. Guy goes into a building, a whole bunch of illegal aliens there, they, they can't vote. Here, fill this out for us. Fill it out, put it, an X mark, mark next to Joe Biden and uh we'll give you a meal tonight or uh, i'll give you a job or whatever or when they receive entitlements such as welfare or other benefits like right to tuition and education oh, all the republicans will never give you an education the republicans will deny you these things that's what they tell the palestinians they got will they'll deny you we don't want those guys so what you do is here fill out these pieces of paper sign an x that you can't even re- fucking read because you don't speak english And we'll batch up and we'll make sure that these guys, Joe Blow, gets elected because Joe Blow will make sure that you get an education, a free education at the cost of the taxpayer. Every time someone gets a student loan, every time someone gets access to a college, that's a seat that a citizen has been displaced from because there's only so many seats in a college. Harvard only has so many chairs for so many students. So who gets it? The best and the brightest or the ones eligible to no, the agenda, the illegal alien, the guy who writes black lives matter 50,000 times on his application and turns it in. That's the guy that gets the seat. That's a problem. That's why you need a wall. You wouldn't need a wall if it was impossible for you to have a better life in America. You wouldn't need a wall if you couldn't get a bank account. If you couldn't get a legal job. If you couldn't buy real estate, if you risked arrest and deportation at every turn, you wouldn't come here. The only reason you come here is because the people like in California believe everybody has a right to a job. Everybody has a right to a home. No, they don't. Not in America. You have to earn your keep. That the very founding documents before the constitution, before America was even here, Jamestown Colony, mayflower colony plymouth what was the premise because they came here there were colonies that came here and failed roanoke colony do you know why because people wouldn't work they thought it was england they come to to roanoke and uh, they put a couple crops in the ground the crops would die and they didn't expect everybody else to feed them and they did and the colony died out built in a bad location too it's built in the middle of swampland So what did the surviving colonies do going forward? Plymouth, the very first earliest colonies, Williamsburg, Jamestown. What was their premise? Why did they survive and other colonies died out? Because they said, you don't work, you don't eat. That's it. You got to do something. You got you to man the battlements with a gun. You got to work the fields. You got to, if you're, if you're a woman or something, you had to sew. You got to cook. You got to clean. You got to do something unless you were totally flat on your back sick, then they did take care of you. We don't do the same thing today. We say to people, no, just come here, we'll give you this, we'll give you that, we'll give you this. We have made human trafficking legal here in the United States. As a matter of fact, when you get here, they don't just drop you off at a corner. They take you on a plane to a city or somewhere else in the country. They complain about 50 illegal immigrants sent to Martha's Vineyard but they don't tell you that they're shipping them en masse in 747s to other communities. They don't tell you that. Because they've made, basically, human trafficking legal here in the United States. They don't say it is. The laws are still on the books. All of these things are all illegal. But they do it. They just do it. And you, you, nothing you can do about it. There really isn't. Except vote. Except stand up and be counted and say, no, that's wrong. No, we're not going to accept that. No, our leaders are going to arrest them. We don't care that the federal government just turns them back on the street. We're still going to arrest them. We're still going to haul them off. We're still going to put them in chain link fenced rooms until the federal government comes pick them up. See, that's what you got to do. You have to do civil disobedience if you're a sheriff or something. No, I'm going to still arrest illegal aliens until you remove me from office. No, I'm still going to arrest them for it's like what Joe Arpaio did. That's why like, they forced Joe Ohio out. It wasn't because he was racist. It was because he was arresting illegal aliens for what? Identity fraud, because they were producing bogus social security numbers. He'd say, no, I'm here investigating. I'm not investigating the fact that they're Mexican. I'm not investigating the fact that they're illegal aliens. I'm investigating the fact that they're performing identity fraud, which is against the law. And I'm going to keep arresting them until I go. And so they got rid of him. The powers that be were making illegal trafficking into the united states legal and now california is making about they do this here in arizona illegal aliens are allowed in-state tuition a person who moved here you had to be to be get in-state tuition in arizona law says you got to be here a year i think i think it's a year you have to be a legal resident of arizona which is a year it was in california like that too for a long time you had to be a resident in california for a year So that means somebody moves here from New York to Arizona, been here six months, goes to apply to the community college to get himself educated. He's told, no, he can't come in. But the illegal alien who's from another country, who doesn't have ID, who's not a citizen, gets to in-state tuition. That's insane. That's insane. Because it's putting a burden on the taxpayer and the legal residents of Arizona or California in this case to support illegal alien activity you're supporting breaking the law that's why it needs to be stopped if you're a college i mean if a non-public college you'd say no i'm sorry i don't care what the law says about me having to provide in-state tuition for these residents i'm not going to do it as president of the university our policy is still the same if you don't produce legal documentation you are not going to get in-state tuition well we'll all go to court okay let's go to court that's what you need to do but they don't. But people don't. They don't want to fight back. The Republican Party doesn't want to fight back. It's too easy just to go along with it. Well, that's how you end up with Nazi Germany. That's how you end up with Hamas in Palestine. It's just easier. Well, okay, the law the law says we gotta do this. Well, no, you can fight back. You can vote Republican. You could vote for leaders who say that's a bunch of nonsense, but you can also fight back in other ways without resorting to violence. You could say, no, this university is going to charge them. I can't do anything about getting them arrested. You know, When when all this stuff started going down a couple of years ago and there was an illegal alien brought to a uh, State of the Union address. I don't know if you remember this or not. Obama was president. And I don't remember who the congressman was. They brought an illegal alien Kristen cinema had an illegal alien as her has her uh aide. I said if you're a Republican congressman and you're sitting there and you see her aide is an illegal immigrant, you know what you do? you swear out a complaint. Oh, but you can't do. It. Oh, yes you can. And somebody did. I think it was Paul gozar That's what you do. You say no, we're going to fight back. No, I'm going to be an obstacle. Tommy Tuberville They're trying to put leftists, communists, socialists in these positions as military uh, administrators. Tuberville says, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, but you're holding up the, the will of the people. You're holding up Congress. So be it. The law says, advise and consent. I have a vote. I'm going to vote no. And without my vote, they don't get in. Too friggin' bad. That's what you do. You need to stand up and you need to fight. Not raise a gun, not storm the Capitol. You need to use the law to your advantage, too. You can play the game. It's like, two could play this game, too. I could screw the system up so bad that you won't want to do anything anymore. That's what, the, believe it or not, the framers intended. They created a system so that he is able to do that. That's what's great about the framers. They were so brilliant. They said, no, you know what? Even when a small minority says no, the whole system is going to come crashing down. Because we don't want an all-powerful government. We don't want one party. We want, we want a, a true bicameral system. That's why when you have Republicans who are not acting like conservatives, they're called rhinos. That's why, that's why it is. Because they're just going... That's why people say it's a uniparty. Because the majority of Republicans are simply willing to go along with the Democrats or do a deal. That's why McCarthy lost his job. He was willing to do a deal and accept what Biden was doing to the country. no. You say, no, I don't care if I'm crucified publicly by CNN or our PMS, NBC. That's the problem. Complicity, living with it, saying it's okay. No, you can't, you gotta say no. Otherwise you do end up like Nazi, you end up with a police day. You wake up one day, a loaf of bread's eight bucks. And this guy's with machine guns in every corner. And you go, how did we get here? You got there because you didn't fight back when it was a little thing. You have to you have to draw the line on the little stuff. So illegal immigration, education in California, all you're doing is building a third world nation in the streets of Los Angeles. Because they're not here as citizens. They don't have the responsibility. So they're going to have very different ideas about how the country should be run. And then what? Stuff with bags full of oats and mailboxes in the dead of night. That's why they do it in the dead of night. They don't want you seeing what they're actually doing, legal or not. Speaking of which, Nikki Haley, fucking Nikki Haley, supposedly a conservative. We'll be right back. Nikki Haley is going on and on about Met Matt, Matt Gates and the removal of Kevin McCarthy. He's creating chaos in government. The Republican Party is in chaos. No, it's not. Republican Party is operating absolutely normal. Do I like it? No, I, I don't like the fact that Republicans are fighting with one another. We're supposed to be fighting with the left. We're supposed to be calling out Joe Biden on every turn. We're supposed to be calling out the liberals. We're supposed to be calling out Anthony Blinken for his screw-ups with the State Department. That's who you direct your attacks are. But the fact that we don't have a Speaker of the House right now, that we're still negotiating in smoke-filled rooms about who's going to be the next Speaker, trying to gather the votes because we don't want the public embarrassment of a public vote. No, that's government working as it should. It is. The small minority in our government Based on our framing documents, the Constitution, some of the papers behind it, the Federalist Papers and the Anti-Federalist Papers, you should read both. That's working as intended. The framers didn't want an all-powerful government that could just do anything a snap of fingers. They wanted the small minority to have almost as much power as the majority. That's why the states are set up the way they were. That's why we had senators elected originally by state legislatures. We didn't have the popular vote that happened in the, with the 17th amendment which i think was in the 18 I think, ah, look it up so homework for you look up when the 17th amendment was put in that's when the country started really going downhill when you had a popular vote electing senators no it was supposed to be people with different opinions each having power in government and then it shifts depending on the majority of the will of the people there is a small but vocal minority of true conservatives in the House of Representatives. Matt Gaetz being the most public figure, but there's a number of others. Well, I don't always agree with them either. But generally, they're on board with smaller government, lower taxes, stop the reckless spending or $34 trillion in debt. Just basic tenets of conservatism. And they're holding everything up right can't get any legislation done without these conservatives got to work a deal with them in some way Uh, i don't like some of the deals they make but that's working as intended it's supposed to be that way it's supposed to have that small minority of people that are right wing they're supposed to be able to hold everything up unless they agree to it that's intended that way government doesn't expand very quickly it takes hundreds of years to get 34 trillion dollars in debt if there was only one party And everybody thought the same thing. Just spend, spend, spend. We'd have been $34 trillion in debt in 1822 and they would have been broke back then. But fortunately, we have a very slow process. You can't get anything done. You really can't. You can't get anything done unless the majority of everybody thinks it's okay. You got to get some of the Democrats on board. You got to get the Republicans on board. You got to get the moderates on board. That's good. That's a good thing. That means government doesn't get too powerful because powerful governments cause problems. Can you imagine if there were no real conservatives in Congress, what the spending would be like? If, if if you, I mean, it's pretty bad now because the majority of Republicans are not conservatives. They say they are. There's not. No conservative would sign up for a budget that automatically increases 8% a year no matter what. Oh, that's acceptable? No. No, it's not acceptable. That's why you're out kind of in debt. Can you imagine what a government would be like if it was all Democrats? I, I know it's like 90% in some people's minds, but you understand. What would it be like? Yeah, that's what you have to, how you have to look at it. When you look at, when she says, it's chaos. No, it's not chaos. It's just not anything getting done. What would it be like, Nikki, if all the Republicans simply got on board and were happy with McCarthy and it went on like that? Spending bill after spending bill. What, what would it be like? What, what is, the, in your world, Nikki, what is reality? What, what do you feel is a properly operating government? Well, we elect a speaker right away. Well, that would have to be a McCarthyite, right? What, what, would, it, what would the spending be like if McCarthy just said yes to Biden all the time, as he did six weeks ago? What, what do you think would, would be the result? How many trillions of dollars in debt do we have to go before that minority of people arguably eight Republicans in in the House of Representatives. What would it have to be like? what would what would it look like because that's that's the argument. You don't say oh yeah, you're right, we got to do it a different way. You don't say no that's chaos no what would you think does it look like Ms Haley Congressman Haley presidential candidate Haley what do you how would you what is what do you envision for America? See I envision a balanced ma- budget where a government only spends a little bit over its budget and then makes it up the next year. That, to me, is a properly operating government. And a properly operating government is no new bills, no new spending, unless everybody thinks it's a good idea. That's a properly operating government. That's what the framers intended. What do you say is a, a good-looking American? What do you, in the, for the sake of peace and no argument, you want to give up a balanced budget? You're willing to live with 34, 36, 38, 40 trillion dollars in debt just so you can have some peace? Is that is that who you want as president? No, I want a guy as president like Donald Trump. Not necessarily picking him, you understand. I have issues with Trump. I have a myriad of issues with him. But as I said, he's the only one talking like it. That's what kind of president I want. I mean, maybe he can't deliver on what he's promised, but the president that he promises he's going to be is the president I want. A guy that's going to say no to everything. That's what I want. A guy who's going to only agree to stuff that basically everyone's come to, an agreement. Oh, well, we agree. We need to do this spending or we need to do that spending. You know who I want as president? Clarence Thomas. That's our Anton Scalia. That's who I want as president. A guy who just says, no, all this spending should be done at the state level. I got that president with Ronald Reagan. To me, Ronald Reagan was a perfect president. Was he always true conservative? No, sometimes he had to negotiate. Sometimes he had to give up a few things to get a few things. That's a, that's a, a politician. He had to do it. It wasn't he didn't say no at everything. He said yes to some things that, well, I got X, Y, Z for it. What did, what did, what did, Joe, what did McCarthy get? in that deal that he negotiated eight weeks ago for the spend. What did he get? What what did the American people get? What did the American people get with this recent bill? A clean spending bill. We're just going to issue spending. What did we get? We have control of the house. You would think that we were, the Democrats were in control. What, what did we get? McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, ex-Speaker McCarthy, which is why you're the ex. What did we get in exchange for continue the spending nothing absolutely nothing well that's not a conservative you didn't that's not a deal that's being shoved up against the wall and a gun put in your face that that's what that is that's exactly what happened with this last deal mccarthy and the republicans got shoved in front of a wall and machine guns were aimed at them and told you're going to sign the spending deal or everybody's going to lose a job we're going to tell the mainstream media to go to war with you because the government was going to shut down And instead of them guys picking up their own guns and fighting back. Colloquialism, because then you know you're going to get somebody take a clip of this show and he wants guns. No, you fight back. You say, no, we're going to have to deal with it. Yeah, I know a bunch of senators, a bunch of congressmen, a bunch of House representatives probably lose their jobs over this. Like with Newt Gingrich in 94. Yeah, it's going to happen. But you know what? It's come to that the American people elected me to stop the madness. That's why the Republicans won in the fall of, 20, of 2022. Why do you think, why do you think in 2022, Nikki, why do you think that the Republicans won? Why do you think people like Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gaetz, why do you think they're there? Because their constituents stood up and said, no, no more spending, no more of this nonsense, no more of these $200 Uh, pot roast the supermarket no more of this five dollar gallon gas we want some fiscal responsibility so what did they do they went to congress and they fought for fiscal responsibility and you're calling it chaos that's not chaos that is a functioning government when some people say no and government says okay no that's working the American people, their constituents elected them to do that. And then they did it and then they stopped this reckless spending. That's not chaos. Well, we don't have a speaker. So what? We've got a pro temp speaker. What's, what's the big deal? What, what, so what? We could go, we operate. this country operate fine without a speaker of the house for a couple months? Let's do that. Why not? We have a speaker. It's called a pro tem speaker. He's, he's appointed. We have a system that works. Oh, we have to have meetings every day. Well, so we have meetings every day. How fucking awful is that? They send in dinner on a fucking silver platter while you're doing it. You could drink bourbon and smoke cigars in these private rooms and discuss things. How terrible, right? How awful and how hard is it? Show hands. You know, they act like this is such a terrible job. Like they act like it's such a horrible thing, but they all keep it until the day they die. So they're full of shit. They're a bunch of, of two uh, malcontents. Oh, God dang. We have another meeting on that. We still not have a speaker. So what? They don't want you to know that we can operate just fine without a speaker. You got a pro temp speaker. He's the third one in line. If we go, oh, he's Speaker of the House, third in line. When was the last time the president and vice president were killed at the same time, first of all? Never. That's why they're always traveling separately. So the risk is very minimal. But what, so what if he is? So what if we have, that is the third in line. We also have a fourth in line. We have a pro tem speaker. He's the third in line right now. That's how it works. We got a system. What's wrong with the system being the system? Right? What's so terrible about what, what what's so chaotic we're going to a room, we're having meetings, everybody shakes hands and works a deal. How terrible is that? Awful. You want awful? Work in Arizona, lay an asphalt roof in the middle of summer. That's awful. You want awful? See what's going on. In, you want chaos? Look at what's going on in our prisons. That's awful. Okay? This is not so bad. You got time to run around, run for president. How awful could it be? You're traveling in a frigging limousine. I'm sure there's champagne in the back. How awful? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, this is a fucking awful job of drinking the champagne. Give me a break. You want to trade positions with me, Nikki? I'll be happy to do your job. Believe me, Congress needs more people like me and less like you. Awful. Oh, we got chaos. Oh, my God, chaos. Jesus. We got to move on. Speaking of which, about government swindling the American taxpayer let's talk about that next we'll be right back you know, I had some good times last year all this stuff started going down I was in the middle of getting the diagnosis of pancreatic cancer. I did a little social experiment. I, st- I wanted to start getting out, meeting some of my listeners. I hang out at a couple local bars. Some people know where I'm at. I don't like to make it public. Sometimes I meet a listener or two. I had a doctor told me, "Oh, I know who you are." I had a courtroom, federal courtroom. Right in the middle of the January 6th thing, I got called for jury duty, federal jury duty. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. So I went down there. I tried to get out of it. Honestly, I'm, I'm straight up with you. I tried to get out of it. I said, well, I'm living all the way out here in the west side. Well, you got to come down. So I came down. They knew who I was. They go, oh, you're that podcaster, that liberty guy. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want any insurrectionists in my courtroom. I'm like, I'm not going to insurrect. I'm here to do my... No, it's okay. You'll excuse you. You applied for an application because you were the distance was too far. Yeah, but I said, I'm here now. Well, you're not coming in. I said, okay. I got back on the bus and went home. But I did a social experiment. Now, you know my education background. Well-educated, several degrees. Well, over 55, white male, though. I applied for a pizza delivery job. I said, I have my own car, my own insurance, responsible adult, no criminal record of of any kind. I don't even have a traffic ticket since I was like 18 or 20. I think in college, I got one fun. It was a funny story. Actually, I think i told it here got turned down. No, no, you're not right for the job. How am I not right for the job? A perfect delivery driver. Nope. Sorry. You know what my problem was? I was over 55 white male conservative. Uh-uh. Have you ever wondered why? And I was going to do a story on it and I didn't. Have you ever wondered why you can't get a table? Because I invested, remember I was doing a whole bunch of things on it. I can't get a table at a restaurant. People are saying to me, well, you don't hire illegal aliens. That's not the problem. It isn't an illegal alien that's sitting me down at the table with a $20 a primer, and now it's $40. You know, it isn't that. That's not the issue. How come there aren't enough people for jobs? The labor pool. Why is the labor pool half of what it was 20 years ago? Why? They're out there. Why is it that 70% of American households are on some sort of federal money? Why is it when I walk up and down the street, there are people that are just not working? I mean, when I mean not working, I mean they're doing something to earn money. But they're not going to an office doing a job the way I did when I was a kid, when I was a younger man, I mean, even in my 40s. I'm, well, you know, go to an office, pay Social Security, get a paycheck. How come that's disappearing? Well, two reasons the younger generation doesn't have the work ethic that the older generation was but that actually happened in every generation every generation has problem with its youth everyone every older generation says all oh, you kids are sucking all right so that that is a common thread it's a little bit wider now than it's ever been but it's not the reason why the labor pool looks at the way it is because nobody is hiring anybody over 30 or 40. If you are over 40, and certainly if you are over 50 or 55, you can't get a job unless you've got a veteran and they got a program, unless you've got a minority, unless you're sick, unless you're handicapped, because the government provides tax breaks to corporations that hire those individuals. Did you know that? Did you know that? If you're a business owner, you know this. If you have a certain percentage of employees that are minorities, if you are a certain percentage of handicapped, mentally ill, uh, any one of these subcategories, you get a tax break for every dollar you spend on them in payroll deduction. Corporations are big on this. That's why they give you these tests with all these questions. personality profile tests, you know, why do they do that? To weed out older white males. If you're an older white male, your app, your resume gets thrown right in the trash. I've had a number of human resources. People tell me this. No, no, no. We're told that if they're a minority candidate, you make certain exceptions for them. If they're a woman, if if they're marginal, but they're a minority, you can let them in. There was an article in the, I believe it was Fox News, I posted it to Facebook and Twitter, saying that if you don't have the college educated, corporations now are saying, even if you don't have a college degree will still hire you for these positions that normally required a college degree. And they still can't get employed. But you know why? Because the people that are willing to work, the older white males, they're not getting hired. The inner city blacks, the minorities, the women, the people that don't have degree are not applying for these jobs. They're not doing it. There's too many entitlements for them not to. There's too many reasons for them not to. I know of a person, a family friend, who has credentials to be a blue star chef, a, blue, a cordon blue chef, doesn't do it. You know why? He gets too many entitlements. You're still willing to work a lower job because he gets entitlements to do it. Well, I got to buy insurance. I got to buy, if you work like at a six-figure job, you got to buy insurance. You got to buy, you know, a car and all this stuff. And it, now your six-figure income is dwindled to 30 grand a year. You might as well just take 30 grand a year and get the entitlements. It's easier. You don't, you don't have to think it. Well, I understand that argument. It's a big swindle. They told everybody, get a degree. Remember this? Obama. Get an education. The only way to a future in America is an education. There were all kinds of articles. College-educated people get this income, and non-college-educated get that income, and you wanted that income, so get a college degree. So all these people applied for loans. They said, we're going to open the books. We're going to provide government loans to anybody and everybody. It used to be you had to qualify. You had to be a low-income person or whatever. Not anymore. So they did, and the universities responded. They jacked their tuitions from five to 20 grand because now you could get 20 grand from the government, and guess what happened? The jobs didn't come. Guys like me would go back to school. Oh, really? I can get an education now. I've been working as a plumber or something. I want to do something else. I want to get a white-collar job. I don't want to work with my hands anymore. I don't want to work in the sweat. I don't want to lay hot tar on a roof anymore. I'm a laborer. I'm going to get a college degree. So they get a college degree and another job isn't there. Why? Because they're white male and over 50. That's where they all are. The generation that wants to work is not being hired. And the new generation doesn't want to work. They don't want to do these dirty jobs. They don't want to do the hard labor, put in your dues work. So what do they do? They go on YouTube and make travel videos. Because why? Because they can afford to. You can afford to live on twenty-five grand a year if you get all if you get free health insurance, if you get free food, if you get welfare, sure. I mean, you can have a decent life. You get Section 8 housing, sure. I don't care. It's easier. I only have to work eight hours a week. How many articles do you see every day? I only work six, uh, six hours a month. I'm a nanny for these wealthy individuals that pay me $150 an hour and I work only six hours a month being a babysitter and I don't have to take a job and then I can fuck off the rest of my life. I'm happy on twenty-five dollars a year. I can live in a tiny home. You know, these little mini mobile homes. You've seen them. House Hunters does it all the time. I can live perfectly fine. Look how beautiful it is inside. That's why there's nobody working. There's no need. There's no need. You don't need to work anymore. You don't. You can go fuck off. That's really what it comes down to. I, I believe in a work-life balance. That, remember, hear, hear about it, that all the time? I believe in a work-life balance, which means I'm just going to fuck off. I'm going to play video games for 40 hours a week and work six hours instead of the other way around. That's why you're getting screwed up. And the people who don't ascribe to that lifestyle, they can't get a job. They're not hired their resume goes right in the trash talk to your they'll, they'll 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 say it on they don't they don't make it public they say it on like you know by the way i get qualified applicants all the time for these jobs but they're they're an older white male uh oh, if i hire another one we got too many they want me to hire a female they want me to hire a black they want me to hire a hispanic they want me to hire somebody without a college degree you know to show that we're fair and honest and equal it's the hidden affirmative action that's racism is what it is it's illegal by the way you can't you can't discriminate because of skin color no matter what it just goes on because it's like what making up for the racism the past sins of our fathers these people didn't get hired 50 years ago, 60 years ago, because they were black, even though they were qualified. So we're going to hire their grandson this today. Okay. But it's screwing up our society. This is why you can't get a table. This is why basic things. You get a workman out to your house and they don't fucking even know what they're doing. I'm, I'm serious. They, you hire a plumbing company, they come out here and they screw up your plumbing. You hire an electrician, they come out and they screw everything up. They're, they're, worse, they're the, a problem worse than the damn original problem. You can't, finding a decent workman, a laborer, a dirty jobber is almost impossible. Mike Rowe has made a career showing the American people how many people doing these dirty jobs and how you can't fire find anybody for it. It's like a big swindle. It's a great government swindle. Well, we'll tell you, you can get a, you must get a college education. We'll take American taxpayer money and give it to you. No questions asked. And then when everything goes bankrupt, everything goes bad, we just walk the other way and say, you know what? We're just going to absolve all that money because, you know what, you you know, you got swindled too. Well, you were the ones who perpetrated the swindle. Aren't you responsible for it? Elizabeth Warren is great on this. She talks about big pharma. They're running these pharmaceutical prices are terrible. Well, you are a senator. You passed laws which protected pharmaceutical companies from lawsuits and patents so that no one else could make the medicine in the way they do. You're the problem. Government loans are the same problem with these student loans. Has anybody talked about student loan reform? I mean, if they were to say we're going to absolve these loans, but we're going to reform the system. We're no longer going to provide cash payments directly to the student. We'll only provide it for the tuition and only so much. And it has to be based it's the way it used to be, based on income. If you only earn like 15000 a year, those are the people we'll give loans to. If you earn any, any, anything over poverty level, we're not going to give you a loan. That, sorry, that doesn't work like that. That's the way it used to be. And we don't give you the money. So you can't piss it away. You have to get good grades. You have to pass the classes. I did when I got my small student loans. I was responsible to provide my grades to the student loan people. Got to get a certain, got to, and you have to take certain classes. We don't pay for this. We don't pay for that. STEM classes. We're not going to pay for that. It's And the American taxpayers on the hook. We're, we're the ones. And what, how do we pay for it? When you go to buy a pound of ground beef and it's 10 bucks, that's, that's how you pay for it. Inflation. Your money is no longer worth anything. Why do you think a Big Mac costs as much as it does? It isn't just paying the people $15 an hour. It's because your money is made worthless because government is giving money for everybody for everything. There are books. Go to your bookstore. You want to hear a shocker? You want you want to hear something to make you sick? Go to your bookstore and you know ask the help i need a book on how to get government grants oh god a whole section of that books on how to get money from the government thick books this thick bigger than my third leg how do you get government loans here's a grant you can apply for here's a loan you can apply for all you got to be doing is making this object or doing this or doing that and you get a government grant doesn't matter if you go bankrupt all these green companies are going bankrupt left and right all these solar panel companies are going bankrupt left and right doesn't matter you got money from the government it's okay you disappear after a couple of years you make your money and you go on and do something else there's no the business goes bankrupt it doesn't affect your personal bankruptcy you don't need an sba loan it used to be you had to borrow money against your house and you lost your house if you lost your business not anymore just go to government for a government grant you don't pay it back oh well the gov the business went bankrupt America has become a great government swindle and the guys who are left out of it are the people that built this nation, my generation, the baby boom generation. We're left out of it. We can't cash in on it because most of these government grants are based on what? Minority, women, XYZ category, checkbox category. You check all those boxes. Yeah, you get money. If you're a hardworking American who helped build this nation, sorry, you're SOL. Your resume goes in the trash. That's America now. That's the country we built. In an effort to be fair, we're fair to nobody. And everybody's paying the price. We're out of time. Again. Time to end the show. If you're a member, you'll get a show midweek. $3. Donate at the libertyneversleeps.com site. Click on the Donate button. It goes directly to PayPal. And then you can apply whatever monies you want. It's two boxes. It's two checkboxes. I've checked it. I've verified it. You, there's two boxes. I just want to make one-time donation. You check the box and you fill in the amount. Or you can say, I want this as a monthly subscription. Click the box. $3 gets you a full subscription to the show. If you donate more, I believe it's $10 or more, you get videos and stuff like that, ad-free content. And you get enrolled in the website with either subscription. You get all kinds of articles and things like that. We are a subscription show. That is where the, all of that money goes toward advertising, supporting the website. It's expensive. It costs me $100 a month just for the show. Just to have the show out there is $100 a month. Website costs me another several hundred dollars a quarter to have it monitored and maintained. Email boxes, all that costs money. And the only way we really make money is membership fees. So I'm asking you, please help support the show. If you want a show which talks about things that other people don't, subscribe, okay? If you don't, that's fine. Ratings help because we have ads on our radio show and I get a little taste of that. But really, we get membership fees. We're out of time for that. For those of you who are members, I'll see you later in the week. Take care, folks. For everyone else, I'll see you, in the, I'll see you at the weekend. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Liberty Never Sleeps podcast with your host, Tom Purcell. Negativity never sounded so good.